Hey, good morning. My name is Kelty. Welcome to Friends Church this morning. The part, this is the part of the service that we call charitable giving, and it's an opportunity to do two things. One, for me to thank you very much. Uh, the generosity of this church is what really helps fuel, from a financial perspective, how this church operates. We are entirely a self-funded organization and rely solely on the donations of this congregation to help support the church through all of the things um, that we do to bring the service to you here on Sundays, to you at home on Sundays. And so I want to thank you for your generosity in that respect. If you don't know how to donate and you're thinking, wow, how can I get in on this generous experience? I got that information for you too. We are able to take donations in a number of ways. You can go to our website and there's a link on there that says donate now and it will take you to our app. It's really easy. Once you get into the app, you can do a one-time donation, or you can set it and forget it. Um, you can set it so that on a monthly or whatever cadence you choose, um, you can give a donation to the church. I will tell you that, that we call that pre-authorized giving, and that really helps us understand from a budget perspective where we're at, what we can look to for the rest of the year. Um, so I would encourage you to take a look at that. If you are old school and uh, have cash, we will take that too, or a check. If you're here in person, at the back of the room, there is a box that you can provide that to and put your information on for a tax receipt. If you are at home and that's the way you want to handle that, that's no problem. Just reach out to us through the contact on the website and we can help you with that as well. You are in for a total treat this morning, so I will talk no more. I'm going to hand you over to Vince now. Enjoy. Thanks, Kelty. I am not the treat. Um, that will be coming up later. But good morning. Welcome to Friends Church. I want to encourage you all just to take a deep breath. A couple weeks ago, I got an email from someone in our community. They were graduating from uh, Los Angeles Film School. They got a bachelor's degree in digital filmmaking. Part of our community, let's give him a hand. Introduce, you're gonna meet him in just a second. So he invited me, he had his own grad because his school's in Los Angeles, so he has grad here. I've never been to a solo grad before, this was new to me. So we showed up and uh, we watched the graduation ceremony, which was really cool. And then, as you do in film school, I think, they watched or they played the films that he made as part of his degree. I thought that was kind of cool. And as he's playing these different films, he's got like a documentary and then one on color correcting and you know, one on editing. Then he hit this specific video. It's only about six minutes long. And that's the one that got me. You see, Sean, who's the graduate, has been on our stream team for years. He's been part of our community for years. And he's openly gay. It's never been an issue for us. It's like hair color. I don't say, hey, look, I have gray hair. Can I volunteer on your team? No, it doesn't matter to me. But as I watched his video, I realized that my feelings on it isn't everybody's feelings. In fact, the process of being gay in a Christian community can be absolutely heart-wrenching. So I sat I, I, in the middle of his grad because I have horrible timing. I'm like, Sean, Sean, we got to talk. I got to show your video on Sunday. Can, can, will you let me? And will you let me talk to you? And he said, yeah, of course. So he had two hours. He finished his graduation party. He went to the States for a couple days. He had two hours on a Wednesday to talk with me. We sat down and I started asking him questions. And his partner, Ken, came. 
sat down with us. 10 minutes in, I'm like, okay, you guys, you gotta let me talk to you on stage. People need to hear your story. People need to realize that being gay in a Christian community is not the way I think of it. For most people, it's life and death. So to get set up before I invite them up, I just want to invite you guys to watch his short film. Catrice, can you play it for us? has a moment where they discover where and who they're meant to be. This is the story of my such moment. The instant where life stood still for a brief second and then began moving forward in a way I never thought possible. Where did I go wrong? Lord, where are you? Are you here with me now? I know it's been a while since we last talked, but but it feels like that you abandoned me. Left me to fend for myself against these these wolves. You're the only one that knows me. The real me. So please just... Just let me know if you're here with me. Lord, why have you forsaken me? Why did you make me like this? Or did you? Am I an abomination like the church says that I am? My whole life, I have tried so hard to be the man that you want me to be. To be the Christian that I'm supposed to be. Tried so hard. But in the end, in the end, it's not enough. Your church has turned its back on me. They push me out as if I'm nothing, and then, and then they pretend that I'm not even there. This just adds to my feeling that, that no one sees me. No one understands that all I am is worthless and unlovable. 
God, what am I doing here? Why did you save me? Why didn't you just end it all when I was in the hospital? Why didn't you let me leave this place? The pain. The suffering. It's more than I can bear. Nothing is more than you can bear. Hello? Is someone there? of who you are. Many celebrate the wonderful man that you are. You are who you are. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. partner Sean is the director who directed the film it's we'll talk a bit more about it as we go give him a round of applause can we first thanks for coming you guys appreciate being willing to do this <laughs> we're not going to jump into the deep end first okay that's kind of like we'll warm things up so Sean uh, where were you born in California okay and you didn't grow up there where did you grow up a little bit of everywhere. I was a military brat. <laughs> so military brat, we don't really, do we have those in Canada? Do we have military brats? Does anyone know this? Do we have people that move around here? Because you grew up, or you were born in California, then where? England for three years, and then Washington for four years, and Illinois for six months, then Mississippi for nine years. Holy crap. And then Nevada for five, and then moved up here. Wow, that's incredible. So you've been schooled in pretty much every schooling system known to man. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and how did you get, well, first, Ken, where, are you, where were you born? Here in Calgary. Okay, Calgary, born and bred? Born and bred. We don't hear that very often, do we? No, everybody moves away, goes every, to Vancouver. Or, or moves here, right? Or moves here. 
Okay, and how did you guys meet? Online. <laughs> Through a gay Christian <laughs> MSN group. Okay, yeah. so this is old school. Like, MSN is like really old. Texting. Yeah. And how did you guys, like, how did you... How did you see, like, was it like, I saw your picture and I send you a message? Oh, that was my doing. Yes, that was I, yours. I was looking for a, a, a Christian, somebody who had values like I did, okay. and who was gay as well, okay. and that I can work with, like, live with, like, have that partnership with. Yeah. So I put it out there and said, you know, God, I'll leave this up to you. And okay. I went, it was the only one that was out there was the, the Christian website. So I jumped onto that one, and I went through different profiles and read a bunch of stuff, and it was something about him that just his picture his his information devilishly handsome devilishly handsome <laughs> um so i said no nope. so i started to talk to him and went yeah okay let's see where this goes and okay so you said values so did you grow up in the church is that i did i was born and raised okay uh, so church your whole life all my whole life we won't say what church it is but a fairly conservative church fairly yeah. okay yeah. yeah so growing up your message around homosexuality from the church was it was it was wrong it was uh it was a sin you go to hell oh um so it was yeah it was just one of those things and all my life ever since i was very young because i knew i was gay probably around when i was around grade one grade one yeah around okay so, so very little all of a sudden it was like, not the girls, the boys. You were like, hey, how you yes. doing? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I was uh, attracted to them. And you knew the word gay already? You were like, oh, that's who I am? I knew, yeah. I knew, uh, yeah, gay. That was pretty much, yeah, gay. Okay. And so growing up, you're going, okay, I'm in grade one. I already know that I'm different. I'm gay. Yeah. And I already know that the church isn't happy about this. Yeah. And yeah. it's not just my behavior, but who I am. That's it, who I am. It just felt... For me, I always just felt like me, and who I was attracted to just didn't have any comprehension in my brain. I'm like, this is just who I'm attracted to, it's who I am, right. it's just all of who I am. So it's not this idea of like my behavior, I'm you know, doing this behavior, it's like, no, no, yeah. who, the core of who I am, the church says is bad, yeah. and I'm gonna burn in hell. Yes. Like, like legit burn in hell, like fire and brimstone burn in hell? Yeah. Oh yeah. my. Yeah. How did that feel to grow up in that? Between school, um, being picked on in school through elementary, because people just naturally figured out that I was different, okay. and I didn't fit that norm for what they were brought up to believe in or feel. Um, so they picked on me through elementary school and through high school or junior high. High school, I was very isolated, so I kind of stayed away from everything and just was more or less on my own. Um, but uh, it was more in junior high when you know, grade seven, grade eight, that that's when I started to go, well, grade six is when I had my first crush on somebody. Okay. And so it was weird because I'd hide it. And uh, Did he love you back? No, he didn't know. Oh. No, he never knew. I've, I, today would be stalking, but I stalked him <laughs> after school. He lived down the street, so okay. I would ride my bike and, okay. you know, around and then back again, hoping that he would come out oh. and that I can, you know, have a friendship. But he was very popular in school, so. Was he gay as well? I, I never knew. Oh. I never ever ended up talking to him at all. Really? Actually, and even in, in junior high school when I um, really fell in love with a guy, he didn't know. I, I sat beside him in band, okay. and I, he was like my competition for music and stuff, okay. but he never knew that I just, I had such a crush on him. Oh, man. Yeah. Okay, so you knew like your whole life. Yes. T put it, snap it into the church. Did you 
like pull it out of the church because you're going, okay, they're not happy with me. So, um, well, I was very popular in church. So okay. in junior high and high school, I was one of the popular kids, and you know, I kept it secret, I sort of thing. But I had the, my posse, my group, okay. and it wasn't until I was about 18 that I couldn't hold it anymore because I used to because I ha- kept it in all the time. I used to have yelling matches with God out in open fields and stuff, like four-hour yelling like matches. Yelling what? What are we just screaming at God, going, "Why am I different than everybody?" else why am I being why is people bugging me why are they attacking me because this is just who I am right I didn't identify as I was different than anybody was so let me put that in pause for a second because I want to get him up to speed so when did you realize you were gay around 14 okay so you were a late bloomer it's okay but I didn't really have a word for it because like, I was kind of sheltered growing up. So Where, you, where were you living at this point? In Mississippi, oh, the Mississippi. heart of the Bible Belt. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So not a huge gay community in no. Mississippi? Okay. Um, so you were churched? No. Like, Did you go to church growing up? Or when I, did you start being... I pretty much was, like in my teen years, pushed to go to Sunday school because my mom worked at a Lutheran church as a secretary. So. Okay. You're going to church, kid. <laughs> pretty much, but... I didn't really enjoy it because it's like no one could ever answer my questions on on why is it this way or why not. And they just said, this is the way it is. This is what the Bible says. Just believe. (laughs) Turn off your brain. Yeah. Okay. So now you realize, wait, I'm gay. I like boys, not girls. What did you think the church felt about you at that moment? Just from being basically the heart of the Bible, you hear it all the time that the church doesn't like gay people and yet all... You know, they would protest about any potential gay rights that were being talked about. So it was very open about it was not acceptable at all. So culturally not acceptable. Um, Did you ever feel fear? Well, because I I was still trying to figure myself out. I never really, fear never really crossed my mind until more when my early 20s. Okay. So now at some point you started attending church more regularly. Yeah, when I was 18. Okay. And so at that point, you're going, okay, so you kind of bought into the traditional church model, traditional church beliefs. Mm -hmm. You even said at one point, you said, uh, I believed in a creator. Yeah. And what did that, why, uh, even even in your video, it's kind of autobiographical, isn't it? Yeah. What does it mean? Because you're kind of yelling at God there and this creator concept. What did that mean to you at that point in your life? From, like, even from, like, an early age, I always had an awareness of, something was bigger than us. Okay. So when I was 13, my, I prayed to the creator God and okay. for my grandmother to get healed because she was dying from leukemia. Oh. And that didn't work, so I'm like, screw you, God. So I kind of became an agnostic oh. from 13 until 18. Okay. And then some coworkers at my job at the time, they were going attending their church, kind of similar to friends. They were, okay. it was not your traditional, okay. you know, stained glass and pews and stuff. So People all dressed like that. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, sure, I'll go. And just the way that they talk, it really touched my heart and it chipped huh. away at the barriers that were created from my grandmother's death. And okay. So then I just started going, but then as I started, it was more once I started coming out that I realized what their stance was on. And what was their stance on? Basically, you can be gay, but you can't act on it. Meaning you can't experience love? Yep. So, you could be gay, but the attraction to other men was somehow bad. Yeah. What would have, if you would come out with them, what would they have done to you? Basically, I would have been pushed out. 
like you're out, you're done. Mm-hmm. Okay. And basically, like you know, I'm here. I serve on this uh, stream team. If I at the time I was serving on the drama ministry, which I started at that church, and okay. I would have been no longer to be able to do that. Yeah, kicked out, mm-hmm. gone. Okay, so both of you guys are going, okay, who I am is not welcome here mm-hmm. in my faith community. Yeah. But both of you seemed like you didn't throw away your faith altogether. There's something tied, you, you kind of kept it in tension maybe, is that the right word? Yep, yeah, that's important to me. Okay, now it was interesting, as we talked about his, I'm gonna come back to him, I wanna talk to him about why he made the film, yeah. but your reaction to his film was like, no, that's my film. Yeah. It's kind of like, that's me. Yeah. Can you tell me why? Where did that come from? Because <laughs> um, the film itself is is exactly what I went through. Like at the last point of uh, in junior high school when I finally I came out to my pastor, okay. no, to a friend of mine, okay. close friend of mine that I thought was close. But then he told everybody else, and literally overnight it was done. Like people came at me the next on Sunday, yelled and screamed at me. My friends, all my friends, yelled and screamed at me and said, you know, why is such a betrayal? And it just like you went to church and they attacked you in church. Um, yeah, yeah, and like in. Um, um, what do you call it? Um, high school, you know, junior high, uh, high school, like you know, like youth group uh, or something. Youth group, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Uh, through youth group. Yeah. What does that feel like to have those people turn on you? When I wasn't expect, I wasn't expecting it. All of a sudden, I thought my I was confident with him, but then everybody else came, and then what? It took me so off guard. Okay. I was just like, "What just happened here?" Sort of thing, and I, I just, I, I had to walk away because I even the the mentors. Um, wouldn't talk to me or anything, and then like, you can't come like anymore. Like total shunned yeah. you, kicked you out. You can't come anymore. You're, you know, you're done. So then I stopped going to church at that moment, and all the struggles that I went through elementary school and junior high. Now the church, you know, became aware of it. It all just hit me in that moment of time. So it's just, you know, annoying. Well, to be blunt, um, for my upbringing is suicide. You go to hell. Okay. Um, if you're gay, you go to hell. My choice was um, if I'm damned if I do, I'm damned if I don't. So in that moment, I'm like, wow, the choice is I'm not going to continue on living my life for the rest of my life, like, you know, another 50, 60 years feeling this way. I said, that's it, I'm done. So for me, I was there with the knife. Well, not with the knife. For me, it would have been, you know, driving into a truck, an oncoming semi truck, or pills, which I did do the pills. Um, but um, it was just like it's just tearing you apart. It, literally, I just felt like like literally, if you just took your hands and just ripped like this, that's what it was like for me in my life. Every single day of my life was like in school, home, church. Just literally, just I felt like I was being ripped apart, like nothing. Um, and that choice, like I go to hell in my mind. I go to hell if yeah. I kill myself. Yeah. I go to hell if I am who I am. Yeah. So. And, and I didn't understand that. In my brain, I'm like, God, in my brain, my relationship with him is like, I am who I am. You made me this way. Uh, I'm in who you want me to be. So I don't understand why everybody else feels that I'm not who I'm supposed to be. Like, to them, I'm not who I'm supposed to be. There's something wrong with you. Yeah, like I was broken. Okay, I'm going to come back to you in a second. Similar feelings in terms of like, okay, I believe in this creator. 
I'm gay. <laughs> you made me this way. What the hell's going on here? Yeah, they're similar, yeah. Is that kind of like at the beginning of the, the film, he's like, like, why? Why did you do this to me? Is yeah. that what you're feeling? Yeah, in that's what I was feeling. Like, when I went to my church in Mississippi, when I started going to it, I did the whole, you know, sinner's prayer and everything, okay. got saved, you know, the proper okay. Christian things to do. Okay. Okay. And for me, like, I was able to hold on to my faith because when I did that, my life radically changed. Oh, okay. I was a very angry teenager. Okay. I mean, you would not want to be around me when I was angry. <laughs> he destroyed his rooms yeah, quite I a bit. I would destroy Oh, things. really? But then when I did that, all that anger went away. So for me, like, there is something more to it. So that's why I was able to hold on to my faith despite the church saying, you know, you can't be this way. So in the film, though, there's this sense of like, this isn't easy. My life isn't easy. Is that where am I picking it up right? Because like, you know, after leaving Mississippi, I moved to Reno and okay. to be closer to my family as well as thinking, oh, the West is more accepting. So, so you're actually moving to like deal like this place is not healthy for me. Yeah. I'm moving to a different place that maybe will accept me. Yeah. Okay. So I moved there and I start. I I think I counted after our conversation on Wednesday. I went attended six different churches in my five years in Reno, trying to find a place I would fit in and. There was one that was a gay-oriented church, the Metropolitan Church Community Church. Okay. It was too churchy for me. <laughs> okay. So I, I couldn't fit there. And then all the other ones that were very similar, like, friends, they just went, as soon as I decided I'm going to be open and honest with who I am, they're like, we don't want you here. And they, the members of the church physically started ostracizing me, like in the... Mm-hmm. In the, the scene with the, the church group, they would technically turn their back on me and, really? or Thank you. talk to other people and ignore my presence altogether. Yeah. And it's like they're rejecting you. Yeah. Like the thing that is you, the most core thing of you is like, this is who I am, and that's not good enough for you guys. Yeah, because they like me beforehand. Like literally, you know, a couple days beforehand, we're all hanging out, everything's wonderful and great, but literally overnight, it was just like a switch was flipped and that was it. All of a sudden, they hated me. And I was like, I don't understand how somebody could just flip like that, especially at that age. So let's set up the moment you said, okay, I have suicide. I have going to hell for being gay. Um, I can't take this anymore. Did you plan to end your life in that period? Were you like, no, no, I'm done. This is done. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I I said to God, I, I said, okay, this is it. Like, I've had my chats with you, my arguments and so forth with you, and I'm like, okay, I, I went to church. This was, I, I went, I said, this is it. Sunday, we went to church. I sat down. Like, this is my last time. This is it. Like, I'm done after this. This is after this is done. Mm-hmm. So, sat in the pew, just like in the second row. I sat there and before church, and uh, I said, this is yours. This is you. What, what happens now in this moment, in the next hour, is going to, whether I'm living or dying. <sighs> And so, um, sitting there, it was a, just a moment. It was, it, I know you guys have talked about this before, but it was just, it's very different. So, I sat there and just everything vanished fog, smoke, clouds, whatever, just kind of came in. Okay. And um, in that moment, at the time frame, it was like Jesus that came out to me. He literally just came out. This, in my. Like glowing, right there, right there. Came out, smiled at me, and just said, he didn't say anything. He just smiled at me. He just went, like, 
I accept you. you. You are who you are. I love you. And then it just, that was it. <laughs> From that moment, I said, okay, that's where I'm going now. What did that feel like, to feel like accepted and loved in that moment? It just felt like my heart just, just all of a sudden went, opened up. I just felt, I felt absolute peace, absolute, just surrounded by love, surrounded by hope, and he's there for me. And I felt I can go forward now. Doesn't matter what anybody told me or anything, he was there with me. So that changed everything. Everything. In that, in that moment, in that, however long that took, that was it. And then after that, I made a new commitment moving on, going, you know, I've, I feel, I got somebody with me right. in that moment for the rest of my life. Screw all you people who are being Screw assholes. everybody else. <laughs> me and Jesus are good. Yeah. I don't care about the rest of y'all. Yeah, exactly. Uh. Exactly. But it felt like, I can't imagine, that was the thing that moved me so much, to feel not loved for who I am, and then to have a switch and go, no, 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 I do love you. Yeah. What did that do? What did that do for you? It removed a lot of weight off of me. Like, mm-hmm. The moment that you know, inspired the nobody's prayer, I was in Tucson laying on a picnic table, and okay. just, I was felt so heavy, so, and just, it was just... A moment that I just felt needed to happen. Huh. Just looking up at the stars, and it was like I just had a conversation with God, the universe, saying, "Why did you make me like this?" And, mm-hmm. and just throughout the whole conversation, like all of a sudden at the end of it, I just you know it wasn't like a physical voice like in the film. It was okay. just this feeling in my chest saying, "You know, I'm okay with and that. Huh. I am who I am, and." I am perfectly made the way I'm supposed to be made. That was the line, I am wonderfully and fearfully, fearfully and wonderfully made. I was like, I always assumed my whole life that that was me. But you guys didn't, did you? Yeah. Your whole life, once you realize you're gay, that part got taken away from you, didn't it? Yeah. Well, when you have people asking you not to be that way, like even my mother, own mother, when I was 16, even before I knew really anything what it all meant, like, she asked, she asked me, promised not to be that way because her cousin, you know, passed away from AIDS complication. He was gay and partied in the 80s and uh-huh. everything. So she, she's like, promise me you won't be that way when she told me he was gay. Wow. And she didn't even know you were gay, no. so that voice is in your head. Like, even my gay. mother isn't yeah. okay with this. Mm-hmm. And she's even admitted to me, like, afterwards that... She, you know, she still isn't fully okay with it. Like, hmm. I don't know where she stands now, but I think it was like five years ago. She's like, you know, I'm still not okay with it. Yeah. She, this is a shock. Yeah. yeah. Like to your face. On the phone. Because I haven't seen her in like five years, but I don't have a good relationship with her because I just, I don't feel like I'm who I am. <laughs> Jeez, like, like to have your mom say that to you. Like, like my grandfather is the one person I, I felt loved me for who I, who I am. Like, cause he, even though before I knew, he told me whoever I love, he would still love me. Nice. And he passed away before I could be honest with who I am, too. Okay, guys, here's we're gonna come, jeez. Okay, one second. I'm sorry, man. film is a story of all your lives, isn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. every aspect of it. Do you think it's 
for the gay people in, in your life around you? Is it their story too? The people? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I've shown it to some people and you know, they, they identify as bi, but they really touch by it. And they're like, I need to show this to my right-wing conservative <laughs> yeah. Christian moms because this is the only way I can express how I feel and how they've made me feel like throughout their lives. And that's why I want to thank you guys because, again, my background is biblical interpretation. Mm-hmm. So people say, what does the Bible say? And I'm studying and you know, researching Greek and blah, blah, blah. And I miss the human part of it. Right? And that's what, when I, I was like, pardon my friend, but holy shit. Like, this is life or death for people. Okay, let's, let's get a little bit less deep, because I think I need a moment. My limbic system is overworked now. (laughs) Okay, so you met an old school MSM. Yeah. He's in Nevada. You're here? Yes. Okay, at some point... You went on like a wanderlust trip, right? Like yes. Yeah. Six months of road tripping? Yeah. I just, I, I sold everything. I put what I could into a car. Okay. And I just hit the road. And you picked him up through some drama, but you picked him up. Yes. Along <laughs> okay. Way, yeah. We won't tell all his stories. He maybe has some relational challenges <laughs> along the way, but that's okay. Ken yeah. got a hold of him. So you picked him up and on that trip is where nobody's prayer, the moment for you happened. Yeah. Okay, so at this point, though, you've already experienced Jesus, and you're like, I'm okay. Yeah. Were you part of a faith community at all at this point? No. I've always been on my own. I always looked at it as um, I am my own spiritual journey. I never belonged to anything anymore. So totally. I just, God used me how you need to use me out there. Okay. So now you guys are road tripping. Yeah. At the end of the road trip, you kiss, and it's this beautiful Hollywood moment, and you move in together, right? Is that how it goes? <laughs> no, no, no. No. What happened? <laughs> no. He continued on. You know, well, he I had, traveled to Mississippi with him to okay. connect him with people I still talk to from my old church there and connected him with them, and then I went back to Nevada and you let him go. I did. He, he was on two weeks holiday. Yeah. That's why. Okay. So he went as far as he was able to go. Yeah. Okay. And then you came back here. Yeah. And now you're in Nevada. Yeah. And there's a few more back and forths, right? Yes. Yeah. One way ticket back and forth. Yeah. Like, I'm going to go get you. Twice. Twice. <laughs> Sean, what were you doing, dude? Yeah. <laughs> He's right there. I had a lot of stuff to deal with. In my, well, my plus, I was mad at him. Oh, you are mad? <laughs> okay. So tell me, why were you mad at him? Well, because like when we were on the trip, you know, I fell in love with him. I pretty much fell in love with him the moment I saw him in nice. the parking lot when he arrived. Yeah. In, you know? Really? Yeah. Like he walked up and you were like, "Damn!" Now you guys have been talking like five three, years or yeah, so. Five years. Five years? Yeah. Holy crap! Okay, so he walks up, you fall in love, then you say he leaves, or what happened? Well, I continued on. Yeah, journey. he continued on his trip. I came. Back to Reno. Heartbroken. Yeah. He used to be along the way because I would phone him and yeah. he was my I, navigator. I was his navigator. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So me. you were in love with him. You in love with him? No, because in my this was a journey with me and God for six months. So okay. So you were like, I'm wanderlusting here. Yeah. No attachments. Yeah. 
You did pick him up and take you with him for a chunk of it, though. I did. I, I, started, I found with for him in that period. <laughs> God, just take a second. I just got to pick up a guy here. Yeah, Hold exactly. On a We're taking the trip together. Yeah. Okay, you moved back here. He's there. Yes. You went back to pick him up. Yeah. He's mad at you, so he's giving you the, no, don't even. Yeah, don't even, even though he, I knew, I saw in his face when we were together. At first, he was angry, but then over time, he was like, I can see he's softened. Mm. And then I, th- I was like, okay, we're, I'm leaving. Are you going to come with me? Are we going to come back together? And he's like, no. So, even at the point... Twice. 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 Even, you know, I went to the airport. I said, I thought for sure he was going to follow me to the airport. He was going to come to the airport, like, right to the plane and say, you know, I like don't the want to... Like at the very... Don't just leave, like the I movies. love you. Yes. <laughs> Flew to Denver, and I swore he was going to drive from... Uh, Reno. Reno to Denver. Be to waiting get, there. Be waiting there. And I was going to see him off the, you know, I got off the plane. He was going to be there. And that was it. Like, so I'm now told, you're heartbroken too. I'm you're totally, like, where the hell yeah, are you? It was a devastating trip. Oh. And at home too, because I was just, what do I do after that? Because he was the one for me and mm. I didn't know what to do after that. And for you, he was the one for me was bigger than just, I met a guy that I think's cute. Yeah. There's something divine in that for you, wasn't it? It was very divine. He was, God put me with the God. God put us together. I asked, I said, it's up to you. And he put us together. It was not the way, it was a a movie sort of way of doing it, but it was there. And I knew that that was it. I'm like, okay, he said, what are you resisting me for? God wants us together. What the hell, buddy? Yes. <laughs> well, I even called him like the most Christ-like person I've ever met. Okay, mm. so when did you finally win him over? Um, it was the second time I was down there. It was his sister's graduation. Okay. And... Uh, uh, we had some talks. I took him away. We had some long talks and stuff. He was dating somebody at the time frame too. So, um, God, <laughs> seriously. I knew, but I knew his family actually supported us okay. because they wanted him to be with me versus who he was with at the time gotcha. frame. So, because they really liked who I was. So, wait a second. His unaffirming family yeah. wants them you to be together. Yes. Okay. I know. Can't quite figure that one out. Sorry. Keep going. (laughs) So, um, well, because he had been with two uh, other relationships that were, that kept him apart from them. And so where I was very... You were part of the family. Part of the family. I I just, they accepted me, which was, which was lovely. It was wonderful. Mm -hmm. Um, So... um, he reluctantly at the last minute said, okay, I'm going to go with you. So you bring him here. Yes. Good home turf advantage. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Take him on a drive. Wasn't it out to Banff or something? Banff. Okay. Oh, no. Um, uh, Kananaskis country. Kananaskis country. Yeah. yeah. Okay. How'd you win him over? <sighs> it was long conversations and stuff. And I love you a lot. And I'm like, this is just what's meant to be. And, you know, compared to who, you know, where you were, or who you're with, with this other individual versus me, it's just, I knew this is what was supposed to happen. And it was my last attempt. And after that, it's like, if this, if you decide to go home with him, fine. If not, then here we go. We can start our lives together. So literally you're pouring your heart out to him. Yes. Is he giving you anything? Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> it took a bit because like, come on, buddy, come on up here. 
he, there was a lot of other stuff he was dealing with, so I wasn't getting the attention that I thought I would be getting. <laughs> yeah, because I had a friend of mine that moved up from Mexico. Okay. My nephew had moved in. So wait a second. He comes up finally after all this, yeah. and then you take off with someone else? No. Well, I was, uh, I was because I had all the, my nephew, my friend, and so they were all there all at the same time. So my attention's divided all which way. So I was like, I loved him. He was there. But they wanted my attention. My nephew wanted attention. I might be switching teams to his side all of a sudden. I don't know. That seems offside. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you finally get him aside. You're out there pouring your heart out. I love you. Yeah. Finally, you melted? Yep. Or did he say the right thing, or what happened? Well, he said the right thing, and I think I melted, too, because <laughs> at this point, I had taken two courses of the personal development course called Personal Best. Okay. So it dealt with a lot of the crap that was residual after the Tucson experience where oh, I was you were dealing, still hurt from that. Yeah. I was still like dealing with my own self-worth issues. Uh, and, okay. You know, still trying to convince myself that I do deserve him because the worthiness was also a huge issue for me too. So Yeah. So it was not only he hurt me, it's also I can't have someone like that. Yeah, not worth yeah, not worthy of having somebody like that. Didn't you tell me there's a film metaphor you were thinking of the two of you? Beauty and the Beast, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, that's right. He was Belle and you were the Beast? Yeah. <laughs> so you didn't deserve him. Yeah. So in that moment, he's saying, I love you, I want to be with you, I want you to stay here. You finally melt. Yeah. How was it when you finally decided, like, we're together, like, we're going to do this? What was that, what did it feel like? That giddy. That, that, <laughs> that Like, I'm in that, love? Like just, it, yeah, that, I'm in love. That, that smitten, that, um, you know, on cloud nine. Nice. Um, it was it was wonderful. It was, it, yeah, wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Did you think you'd have that? I never thought I would ever have that. Um, growing so up. you thought you'd never have love? No, no, I never. I, I I always saw everybody else being married, having kids, and stuff. But my life was never meant to be that way. So, did did you ever think you'd have love? No, because you're gay. You guys were like, we'll never have love. Yeah. I would go through my whole life with ever loving someone else, without them loving me. I, yeah. it's, no children, none of that. No. That no is family. No oh, no family, yeah. No family, no. Go, go around with family, with my partner. Yeah. That's heavy. Yeah. Well, my family did that. I was dating somebody else a long time ago, before then, and my dad was all right. said, no, he's never coming here. You're never here with him. And I don't accept it at all. So, so even could, now you have to choose between going to see your family. That's changed. He's oh. the one who changed that. Because nice. when I brought him up, my dad's, I don't know what it was. Because the, the first time he was, when he came up, we went camp, my dad was camping. We stopped there. He was there. And for some odd reason, my dad was like, okay, you know, I'm okay with him. He was friendly to him. He talked to him. He didn't do his cold shoulderness, okay. which really surprised me. I was nervous as hell, but he did. And then moving forward, he's never ever said to me, you know, don't be with him, or he's never said anything negative at all. Okay. Has he said positive things? Uh, has he said positive things? Yeah. Yes. Or is it still kind of like, what was the line? Don't show, don't tell. Yeah. Don't. What was? Don't the, ask, don't. Don't ask, don't tell. There yeah. we go. Yeah. Um, no, d- dad, mom and dad, both of them are, you know, Sean will come over, we'll do a sleepover at the house, okay. we'll go camping, and okay. not once has he, need, any of them said anything negative, so... Your body feels tense, though, it's not like completely, <laughs> what am I missing, what am I... Um, 
it's the wedding part because we wanted to get married. And that's where the, it's okay this way as the word just together. It's okay. When it comes to a wedding, though, my dad always just said, I'm not coming to your wedding. Mom's kind of on the fence. Half the family is like, okay, we'll come to support you, but we don't agree with it, but we'll be there to support you. So it's very sticky when it comes to that. And it's so amazing. family and everything is just like, again, that same emotion with the church. It's like, yeah, this doesn't feel welcoming and loving. It's, it's just a mess. It's a mess. Well, and then with his family, you know, same thing. Are they going to come up? Yeah. Okay, what were you, something well, came up for you. What came up? Like with my family, it's like, it's not, to a degree, kind of became the opposite. Like, they were, they loved him in the beginning, but now, because... He's changed me over the last yeah. 15 years. I don't play the family games anymore. Um, so my mom doesn't like him anymore. Oh, no. no. Wow. And just pretty much the only support I feel I get from my family is my sister. And she yeah. feels like, so you're, you're growing up at some point at age one, grade one and early teens, you realize, wait, I like, I'm sexually attracted to men you lose your friend groups, you lose your church community, you lose chunks of your family, mm-hmm. and you live in this way of going, I will never have love. This is something that I see all around me, but that will never be for me. Yeah. That's yeah. your journey with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So when I stand up here and talk about what does the Bible say about this, what is that like, what's the stakes I'm talking about here for you guys? What does it feel like? I'd say they're they're pretty high because like we're we're just bombarded with you know so many passages and stuff that the church loves to use like, to you know define what they believe that we're wrong they're right the clubbing passages yeah as you said so it's you're kind of already twitching like oh here they come oh jeez yeah. oh jeez yeah uh. I will even admit like you know, I've been coming to Friends Church I think what eight years now yeah I would say until I came back to be on the stream team I was always waiting for the other foot to the other shoe to drop here at Friends meaning like, we're done with yeah. you is that why we haven't got them as much in work because I've tried to create a website that handles this but we used to call them shock and awe emails somebody would say I would like to come to your church and I'm gay and I'd respond oh that's nice you're welcome here yeah. and then they'd say well I'm sleeping with my partner and I'm like well I hope you're having great sex but I'm not sure why you're telling me that <laughs> but more power to you and they're yeah. like you know they keep amping it up to like you know I like men and this is what I like and I'm going I just don't care but is that what they're trying to do they're like I want to make sure that if I get rejected like, you know everything up front, and if this goes bad, I want to know it now. Is yeah. that what they're doing? Yeah. yeah. Does it feel like a defense mechanism or like a defense. protection strategy? Protection. Yeah. Protection. Yeah. Because I've gone through too much hell that I don't want to... I'm happy with where I'm at. I'm happy with Sean. I'm happy with where I'm at in my life. Um, if I'm going to invest my energy and who God made me to be... I don't want to be in a place that at some point in time the rug's going to get pulled out from underneath me. To me, that's a waste of time. It's going to turn on you again. Yeah. That, then, was, that was... Yeah. And for me, too, it's like serving in the community is very important. As I keep tell, kept telling people through my film school journey over the last three years that I was able to do two jobs and school as well as serve here <laughs> because it's more than a passion. It's a calling. And that's what I feel when it comes to being able to serve in a church. It's... It's a calling for me. Gotcha. As you kind of, we're just going to finish up here. As you kind of finish up and you talk to people who grew up in conservative churches who are straight, but they have gay people in their lives. Yeah. What do you, what, 
if you get to say something to them, what would you say to them right now? Like, you've already said enough, don't worry. I've been blowing my eyes out this interview. Like, you know, if anyone gets through that without feeling the pain and suffering you guys went through, mm-hmm. they're a robot. But what would you like to hear, or what would you like to say to them? <laughs> As I look in the crowd, I have my two friends over there, Christy and Brian. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Uh, um, just love them for who they are. Like, just love them. Like, as a human being on this journey, on this planet, it doesn't matter anything else beyond that. Just love their journey. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. That line, like, yeah. everyone is wonderfully made. Yeah. Treat them that way. Yes, very much so. Sean, anything you want to add to that? I agree 100% with what Ken said. Because <laughs> that's what we, that's how I live life with them. So I expect the same in return. You guys, the courage that you showed to come up here and share your journey with us, with the stream community, with all the downloads that this is going to have, I just want to say thank you. This has been incredible. I am honored that you guys were willing to talk to me. And Freck, my, I'm going to be bawling the whole afternoon. <laughs> God, thanks, everyone. Just give a round of applause. Thanks, brother. you guys weren't they incredible oh. what do you say after that other than this we're all fearfully and wonderfully made I think if we could act that way this world would look a lot different I'm sorry you were treated so poorly I don't ever want to be a community that treats anyone without love amen Okay, we started this series by saying almost every verse in the Bible has multiple valid interpretations. Even my wife brought up and Jesus wept. Shortest verse in the Bible. I'm like, oh, there's multiple interpretations of that one. I will guarantee you that I will show you beautiful and valid and 100% affirming translations of every clobber passage. You will be able to stand up here and say, I am gay, and I'm completely wonderfully made. That will be next week. Thanks, everybody. Have a great week. Enjoy the sun. Give them a hug on the way out. I appreciate you guys. Thanks so much.